special where we're going to spend some time talking about the future, the past, predictions for 2024. And oh my gosh, what a year 2023 was. Today I have Reverend Don Lewis of the Midday Show. And uh, (coughs) let me get this right, folks. You know the drinking game. I butcher her name. You take a drink, right? It's uh, Layla. Yes. Right? Yeah, there you go. Nobody gets the drink yet. Not yet. And remember the other two rules of the drinking thing is if Ed does an Edism, which is, of course, anything that, you know, any cliche that I butcher, um, right? It's not cliches that I've created myself. Like all rumors about me are true, regardless of the facts. That's not a drinking moment. And of course, every time I say the word amazing or fantastic, there you go. That's the drinking rules uh, that have been in since 1993. Uh <laughs> And so let's hope for tonight that you drink because it is the new year. I am also with the Reverend Don Lewis. Hey, Don, how's it going? It's going well, thank you. <laughs> and Lilo. Oh. Ah, hot drink. It's time. There you go. Got to take a drink. Layla. And I'm doing fabulous. Thank you very much. How are you this evening, Ed? Um, I'm okay. I mean, uh, it's. It's very hard to describe my emotional state, as it has been for most of the year. I mean, I've had, last year this time, I had a lot of potential. I was very excited about the year and very excited about the energy um, of going to the parliament. And man, that was well worth it. Victory there. Um, You know, spirit. they say spirit provides. And this year, spirit really put me to the test. But I'm really happy today. I'm here with all of you. I'm able to do this again. So I'm pretty pleased. Yeah, it has been a difficult year. It's been, I've heard that repeatedly. Maybe we hear that kind of every year, but I've heard a lot of people say that that this year in particular has been full of challenges. The one meme I've seen that was really kind of fascinating. Oh my. (coughs) Wow. I haven't been coughing until I got on the air. It is still that we are the last night of Mercury retrograde. Um, so that is that we start the January 1st of it. But I see the meme is that I noticed nobody's claiming 2024 as their year. <laughs> I, I have it. Um, it certainly is our year, but I do think it is that. So, okay, Don, why don't you get us started for a moment? And why don't you go ahead and start with one thing that you are grateful for for 2023? And then. Being alive. That's a good one. Almost wasn't. Yeah. No, yeah. You really did come. You know, for those who didn't know, you really came on February 11th. Came mm-hmm. real. Uh, came close. They mm-hmm. said I was within minutes. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I and guess I, that is something to be extra grateful for. I'm glad you're yes. here with us. Thank you. Yeah. And yourself? Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, I am grateful for so many things this year. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my friends. I'm um, grateful for a lot of the connections that I made. I, I, you mentioned Parliament. I got to go to Parliament for the first mm-hmm. time this last year, and it was better than I expected. It was absolutely phenomenal, and I'm, I'm still feeling the effects of it. So definitely grateful for that. Do you want to know some? I'm still feeling the effects of the one I went to in 1993. I've heard that. I've heard that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, and everyone has just amplified that. And of course mm-hmm. we're brought with Jason, you know, we allow troublemakers on here too. So 
<laughs> okay. Hi. Uh, Troublemaker me. Hi, Jason. <laughs> Will Coleman. So, okay, Jason, we start out. What are you gra- grateful for in 2023? Um, being employed still. Okay. You know, still Definitely better than not. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I can see Wait, that. Yeah, um, I can see that being uh, being employed. All right, so let's go on to the next question. This is our first prediction of the night. People want predictions. I will. Uh, so I will give the first one, and I will say it. I think this year we're going to see an increase in the pagan community of one million new adherents. I've been saying it. I think you're going to see one million new adherents come into the community this year. Period. Okay. I think I agree with you that you actually you stole mine. <laughs> I think we are going to see a a huge surge of of new new people coming in and also people who have been here for a while coming out of the broom closet. I think that people are very much going to, you know, claim witchcraft and paganism, heathens, all of it more so in 2024 than ever before. So I absolutely agree with you on that. You, one. Yeah, so there gonna, you go. You, you put an extension on that. Yeah, absolutely. Don? I think, I think it's going to be um, a very transformative year. I think, I think in that way, as well as um, I think we're going to see, see some changes in how the community deals with things um, and, and how it organizes itself. Okay, I think that could be a much needed change, a much welcome change. Yes, I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping it will be a positive or a posit, positive transformation. And and Jason, there you go. Jump right in. What is your first prediction of the year? Well, today I did a a tarot reading, and it had a lot of major arcana. So I think there's going to be some a lot of, as Lord Don said, major change coming, and it's high energy, high. It's it, Something major is going to happen. I don't know what, but something major is going to be happening this year. Mm-hmm. And today we're not. So people have gotten used to having the screen on the board because we have people in the chat room. So you can join us for our chat room. And Ceramic says, hello, Reverend Don Lewis. Reverend Lewis. Hello, uh, Jason Winston. Uh, Janet Winston. I'll just show these as we go along. There we go. Oh. And, and, and I thank everybody being being part of this big podcast. I think this is probably, I'm grateful for family, job, money, and repair things, food on the table. I think that's an important one. I yeah. can, you know, that's something I have to restore. You know, I'm, I lost my, yeah, I, I lost my entire revenue base. Uh, so I have to do that myself. Uh, Renee comes, says, says hello. There you guys go. All right, so we're grateful for one thing. We are we, 2024 and anything. Let's go ahead. And I'm going to ask Jason first on this one. Do you have a lesson you've walked away from? I'm sorry, repeat that again. A lesson you've walked away from this year. Um, mm-hmm. And welcome, Christine. Patient. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. What I learned, learned patience. I mean, and mm-hmm. and you know, 
determination this year. That's the lessons I've had to learn this year. And Lila. Layla. Layla. <laughs> there I go. I don't do Everyone's gonna know my name by the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the advantages of what I do. There you go. Um, lesson I learned this yeah. year um, is that imposter syndrome is a is just an awful bitch and doesn't deserve the time of day. <laughs> just you know, do it despite that. I think. Maybe goes along with your determination, Jason. Yeah. But um, don't let don't let imposter syndrome win. I think has been a big theme for me this year. You know, I can understand that. Um, it's taken me a long time. I mean, I will tell you, I probably have only really moved into Ed the Pagan, probably in right during COVID is when I really got comfortable with it. But, when, but mm-hmm. for for most of my childhood, my adult life, I was what I called a grown up pretender. I was, a, a, and I visualize myself as a grown up, like in the suits and everything else, I'm handling it from the inside. So I understand that. Um, I guess my lesson is uh, the road of hell was paved with good intentions. I now know what that means extensively. My road this year was a road of hell. I mean, no, no question about it. And I told all the rules. If you're walking through hell, you know, keep your head up, proud, proudful. It can't get to you unless you let it. But the idea that good intentions can lead to hell, the path, you know, line the path of hell, was my 2023. Mm-hmm. So there's my lesson of the year. Mm-hmm. All right. That's a tough one. And we see, uh, who's this? Show, show. Um. Janet uh, Winston says, I feel the, the same, that there is something brewing on the way. Can't say if it's negative or positive. Fair enough. I, yes. I hear that a lot. You're not the only one, Janet. Mm-hmm. I've seen that in several of the groups I'm in. Um, people's predictions for this coming year seem to be tumultuous at best, I think. Um, and it is an election year, so that's not surprising, but it, it does seem like there's something in the air. Oh, this week I did Witch Rising with uh, some mm-hmm. very powerful female voices. And they're all saying that because it's an election year, it's extremely important. Voting is extremely they're, they've They're making it like you can't really realize how it is. And we have an early Happy New Year. But by the time you're watching this, you might be seeing it's Happy New Year. It's right. always at any given moment in any given place in the world and anywhere in the multiverse, it's Happy New Year. So we're living that life. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so let me. Ask, so I'm going to take it in a very strange, and this is going to start with Don because he's like he's smarter than all the rest of us. Uh, <laughs> um, and I, I don't mean that, but he, but you are deeply knowledgeable. Yes. Okay. So we have this logical New Year. Yes. Right. And then we have the Samhain or the Salmon or the Witch's New Year. Mm-hmm. And the next month, on my birthday this year, the new boots on my birthday, sixty first. And it's the year of the rabbit going to the year of the dragon. We still have 40, 39 days more rabbit. Rabbit. <laughs> Go rabbits. And, <laughs> and it becomes Chinese New Year, mm-hmm. which is on the new moon and things like that. Then we just had, I think, Hanukkah, which is also a passing of a new year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a different calendar. So in all of this, we as practitioners of magic, what should we be following? 
<laughs> well, I, th I think uh, it depends on your individual background, but you know, I, I, um, mm -hmm. I, I honor most New Year's. You know, I think of the calendrical New Year as the practical New Year. Um, I mean, it's when in the real world we change the date of the year that we're writing down. But the liturgical New Year for many of us comes at Samhain. For for others, it um, for some it will come at spring equinox. For some, it comes at the fall equinox. Um, in the, the Asian new year, it will come in February. Um, and I don't see any reason that, that you can't celebrate all of them. Each of them brings in its own influences. Um, and, you know, I think it depends in part on whether you have any portion of that background or whether you practice these schools of thought, um, that are connected with it. If you, if you practice Asian astrology, for example, that new year is very important. Or if you live in, in um, an area where it will be celebrated, mm -hmm. uh, might as well join the party. Yeah, and uh, really Always quick. a good reason to party. Uh, <laughs> and Jan points out that our birthday also is a kind of a New Year's Day for each of us. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, Janet Winston says, my niece said she feels the same way about the former subject, about the feelings of things coming. Yeah, uh, so I went yeah. that out. Yeah, our birthday starts a new for me too, and I'm always so I'm I'm. People don't realize it. I'm really into my birthday internally, but externally not so much. Um, I throw parties and I've had parties. I've had great parties for my birthday. Um, Wonka Fest or Wonka uh, Gross, and I've had some major parties. Uh, this the chocolate elephants were very memorable. Yes, I understand that. <laughs> uh, but I do do it as internally, and this year, last year was very much was the end of my solar return and the way the astrology can astrology has been pushing me forward this year. It's a new year. It's a new a Chinese new year. The dragon gives way to the rabbit. So, so the, you know, the uh, metal rabbit or the black rabbit gives way to the green dragon. Just fascinating. The green dragon is a very fascinating creature in the Asians. And I've always seen my birthday as a way I measure things. I just, I've always measured my things. By my birthday. And for me, uh, until recently, I had the most interesting, I think I had, somebody would say, I had one of the most interesting New New Year's Day traditions in the world. Oh, what was your New Year's I tradition? Never, and did you do it on your birthday or on, on the, the New Year's Day? The today. This is the only, this is only the second time in 30 years I've, do, I've not done it. So I never spend the same place twice in a row. Mm. I've been all over the world. I've been in all different places for New Year's Day. I've been in big parties. I've been in uh, people's homes and everything else. Yeah, last year was my daughter's home. And this year I'm in my daughter's home for various reasons. So I broke that. So, yeah. Uh, my, so my tradition, I'm hoping to get back to it next year. But I like spending mm -hmm. places with strangers. Not just friends I know, but I like spending time with strangers on New Year's Day because it's the one day it comes down. You know, Reverend Don, you said something about how all of them are are different. You know, all mm -hmm. these different New Years are important for different reasons and bring like a different energy. And I I completely agree with that. I I also think that there's with the calendar New Year, there's so many people at putting energy into that mm -hmm. of of the ending of one year and the beginning of another that just to tap into that energy around the whole world 
is is such a, a heady thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's all that transformative energy, all that belief already right there. Um, whereas with some of the other New Year's, with Samhain, it's also there, but it's it's different, mm-hmm. like you were saying. And then with birthdays as the New Year, which I love that, and I think I'm now also going to celebrate that. Um, that that also is a different kind. It's a more personal, closer energy, but you know, another beginning of a cycle. Mm-hmm. And we're all so much about cycles. I just I thought that was very interesting that you said. Thank you. And, you know, we we can interpret all of them um, for each person and get some very detailed information about how things are changing in their lives at different times, Mm -hmm. especially the birthday new year. How about you, Jason? Why Why don't you have that subject up for us? See, I'm just seeing if he's paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I honestly don't know, Dad. Okay. That's fair enough. Um, One of the big things I think, Jason, I think one of the things I I saw Jason go through is uh, is a maturity game. This year was a lot more... Jason's always been a great worker, co-worker, you know, second in command. But when he had to come up to first command, he, he, no matter how much he struggled with it, he came through and was really good about it. So I, I, I'm always very appreciative of that of uh, this year. Um, Christian, hey, bud, says I'm a rabbit too. Does everybody here know, do they know what they are Chinese? I had to look mine up. I'm a February 1st birthday. So I had to, that's a little, and I know that's that a little thing, trickier. It's a little trickier. So I grew up thinking I was a rat until I um, mm-hmm. learned the the actual yep. when the new year was when I was mm-hmm. born, and I believe I'm a, a boar. Yep. Okay. So yep, that's good. Um, Don, I know you and I are the same rabbit, which is a yep. black rabbit. I'm a horse. You're a horse. Uh. uh uh, Jan Mohi says rooster. There you go. Um, and I'm rabbit. And so this year we, so I'm very fortunate because it's favorable to be on your own sign. It started early last year and it ends as late as it possibly can this year. Uh, so there you go. Um, so let's go ahead and get into one more. We do another prediction after this, but let's get to talk about the, so I've seen a lot of it and you guys are masters of it. Uh, a dragon, Winston. That's Jan Winston. I'm a dragon. 64. Yeah, next year's. Oh, yeah, it, this year. is your year coming in. Um, I'm not sure that you're not born in the same. So the point was Black Rabbit was for the people in 63. It was what we were born under. There's five elementals. People, there's an additional part. Um, there's an additional part of elements. So it takes 60 years to go through the entire Chinese uh, cycle. Most people don't know that. Okay, Caden, you're a rabbit. Okay. Um, so divination. We're all divination people. We all teach, train. Yeah, we teach it. We train it. We use it. Divination is in all the sorts of different forms. And a lot of people say you should get a reading at January 1st. This is uh, one of the big things. Um, and I want to know, what do you think about that? Well, I always do one for myself on January 1st. Mm-hmm. So I guess that that follows. I, I know a lot of people do. It's 
it's I think that's pretty, pretty common. We all kind of want to know what the year is going to be like, what what's in store for us. So what better time than to, you know, tap into that universal energy and and see what the, the next year is going to bring for you. I think, uh, you know, we all want to do that a little bit. So, yeah, I, I have a habit of doing a tarot reading for myself, usually at midnight or just after midnight. And um, they've they've been pretty good. They're usually more in-depth, fuller readings than, you know, your typical just one or two question reading. Um, so, yeah, I like to do that. And do any of you guys have any types of? I think it's a good idea to, um, to do a reading for the new year, uh, either on or around January 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, in whatever way that you read and people, people have many different ways of reading, but, um, it is, I, th- I think it, um, it's good to have a look ahead, but you know, it's, it, um, the other side of that is that, 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 that you, you get a peek at what's coming. And so hopefully you like it. Mm-hmm. I think there's yet one more side is putting the the current year to bed. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah. you know, I part of that whole doing the reading for the coming year is is going through my journal or or monthly readings I've done for myself to see how the past year was and kind of mm-hmm. you know putting that putting that to rest. You know, wrapping up those threads and then looking forward. Yeah. You know, doing the reading for the next year. I think I think the idea of putting the old year to to rest and opening the new year. So what is a very important New Year's custom that we, we we deal with in many different ways. I mean, one of, one of the things people used to do uh, was sweep out their houses dur- during um, New Year's Eve and, and open the doors at midnight to let the old year out and the new year in um, and things like that um, as a way of making a symbolic end of one before the beginning of the other, which I think, you know, we... We work a lot in symbolism. We work a lot in in the spiritual meaning of things, even when we're not fully conscious of it. So I think making that that definite ending is a, a pretty good idea. And talking about um, and talking about uh, the sweeping spell, that is the daily spell for the very first return. As you if you are part of Pagan World, you've received it in your emails as part of our daily you know, four to five days a week. We started it with that, with the sweeping spell, the daily spell, thedailyspell.com. Yes. I'm very proud of it. We're bringing it back. 25 years, it is still chugging. Yes, indeed. Uh, I do think people don't understand. So in the other side of it is the idea of grinding. We are grinders. Okay. So I'm going to ask you guys for another prediction. And this one is it's a very simple one. I don't want to necessarily about community. I wanted to know what do you think is going to be the most interest change in your technology this year? You know, technology is coming and you all use it. So you're mm-hmm. all high technology. You're all deep technology users. Uh, I, you know, you have that, you have podcasts, shows, all of it. Um, so anyone who wants to start, yeah, I, I will finish it. Cause I have, mine's probably the most, probably the most, Difficult. I don't want to, uh, people. I I'm trying not to be, break any more people's brains. Not as <laughs> a joke, but <laughs> well, um, it, I'm a podcaster, and I and use quite a bit of back on the broomstick. Back, and of course, it is back on the broomstick. And for all records, I met this lovely lady at Brushwood. 
But she oh, was doing yes. some amazing stuff. She did it. Ama- you know, I don't teach it. I don't go to classes for it. People have asked me, why don't you teach it at the festivals? Because festivals are my vacations. Uh, other than <laughs> promoting witch school. I, yeah, that's it. Um, but she did a lovely job teaching it. I mean, it was amazing. And Thank you got some doubt. Okay. Uh, continue. <laughs> but, but yes, yeah, so I, I work quite a bit with the different programs, uh, software, and I'm seeing quite a bit with AI. I know people are seeing this all over the place and, and there's controversy, good and bad with it. But for me personally, the the tools that I've been able to use to assist just in doing mm-hmm. my work online has been amazing. It has helped me in so many different ways to stream, streamline my work process, um, help give me writing prompts to help me keep things organized. Uh, it, it's just, and that's just the tip of the iceberg with what it can do mm-hmm. and what I've seen other people do with it. Uh, so I really think that that's going to be more explosive than we think. I think there's going to be so many more things coming out in that sector than even we can imagine at this point. I agree with that. I, I also have to agree with that. You know, when I was young and dinosaurs ruled the earth, I, I was trained as a commercial artist, a term that younger people have probably never heard because no sooner was I done being trained as a commercial artist than commercial artists ceased to exist and were replaced by graphic artists, which is a very different thing doing many of the same jobs. But you know, when I, when I think about AI, I think about it kind of in those terms. It's another way of doing what we've been doing. And it, it, it absolutely will be something we, if we wish to survive, we must learn to work with it. And I think it will be a great thing. And I'm sure that I'll, I'll be using a lot more of it in the coming year. Mm-hmm. Your turn, Jason. My turn. Well, um, I think the advancements in AI, I agree with them both. I mean, I've already seen it change how blogs are posted automatically. You put in your suggestion and it posts it for you. No, I mean, automation is becoming more internet uh, steady. I mean, automation, you know, how it revolutionized industry. I think it's going to really revolutionize the internet. I mean, it's creating more automation in post in how we think and things. Um, but I'm also uh, messing with uh, on, um, animation, how it, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. taking, let the other day we were messing with uh, puppetry.com and an- animating Lord Don's face and adding his voice into it. It did pretty well. I mean, you could definitely tell it was not him, but I, I could see it just becoming much more, much more improved over over time. Well, on when you think that it was just mere months ago, maybe less than a year ago, that it it couldn't even replicate pictures very well or or create that and now it, it's gotten so much more advanced so more so quickly exponentially mm-hmm. quickly yes it's i think it'll be pretty interesting to see what happens so i will make my prediction on technology this time of year next year we will no longer be talking about ai it'll be talking about will we allow a robot in our house mm. so it will be we will ai will absorb most of this year but by this time next year 
um, you'll be asking, people will be asking, there's a company going to be produ- already pre- is going by, by 2025, it's going to be producing a million robots a year. Humanoid robots that we've been looking for, Rosies. Rosies are coming. And you're going, to start, you're going to start seeing them in 25 and 26. So that's going to be the one of the biggest questions we're going to see. We're going to leave AI behind to ask if we're going to allow these machines into our house. I do. I think that is the big, my big prediction on it. And I will tell you where we're going to see it first. January 9th. Watch your news station. Watch it everything about the Consumer Electronics Show. The number of people bringing in their new toys to show off to the world, it's going to, it's going to freak people out. It's going to cause future shock. But that's my prediction for this year. This time next year, we'll be talking robots over AI. You might be right. Uh, and I wrote down, uh, 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 Christine mentioned that she wrote down everything she's leaving behind today, and she's going to burn it tomorrow. I think that's a great exercise. And uh, yes, that's one of the days. And so we're going to say, uh, we have ceramic saying hi. Oh, that's up there. Uh and so we got another more people saying hi. There you go. I can't. As much as I love him, thank you for the award. I got a, an award from his organization. I cannot pronounce it. I do not even try this word. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you can pronounce it, right, Don? Suthway. Okay. Or something, something to that effect. So this. Well, congratulations. Uh-huh. Um. So it was something. That was unusual. Uh, I did not expect it. I mean, it was it was called uh, it was called the Scrolls of Knowledge, and uh, it was kind of unexpected. It was about the idea of not just the work I did for. I'm usually getting some accolades for what I do for Witch School, but this was accolades about the work I did in the community. Uh, all right, that's what I have to answer. Not to be funny, but the future of the Jetsons and the and, and, and of course the Flintstones. Same same future. Same time, the modern prehistoric family is after nuclear war. So are the Jetsons. Roy Roy, uh, showed us that. But people forget that it was a 1963 commercial that was 2063. The year of the Jetsons wasn't the turn of the century. People got that idea in their head. It was 100 years in the future. I'm not sure we're not heading there. We might, we might be. very well be. I don't know. Rosie was pretty cool. I could do with a Rosie, I suppose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this going to be a very hard question because not only is it Rosie, uh, McDonald's has started the first fast food foundations. You know, everybody's talking about how AI is threatening our, our jobs, right? AI with robots. The robots, we've been working on robots for a very long time. And uh, Jan Mohi uh, mentions uh, we can't allow. AI to take over the place of critical thinking. Why not? We've let so many other people do it for us. That is the very nature of the aristocrat. It's what we're going through now. That's the uh, Christian right, right? Mm-hmm. They're taking away it is. No, critical thinking has always been absurded for the majority of people by something else. Be it the king in the king on the top of the mountain with his beautiful castle, we all praise the king's birthday and we give him money and food, and he sends out the troops to protect us. We've always, always had somebody who's made more of the critical thinking than than, than others. We've uh, traded our critical what? thinking for safety and security, usually. 
Yes. And status. There's always a contingent of people that want someone to take that critical thinking task away from them. Mm -hmm. They would prefer not to do that work and have someone else just tell them. And, and that's, I think, part of the problem is there's, there's that contingent of people that don't want to critically. I will tell you. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think the, the other thing is that critical thinking isn't necessarily a natural trait. It's something you have to be taught. And a lot of people are, are not taught it. Their parents don't know how to think critically. How could they teach the children? The teachers don't know how to think critically, not really. So how, how do they teach the students? even if they were to be allowed to. Um, it's something that, that has to be developed. And um, it, it's very much a skill, not a natural trait. And I think that anything we can do to increase it will be good. Mm -hmm. But I think that we make a mistake if we, we think that it's automatically there. Good point. Um, and it's always been true. I mean, how much critical thinking did that, they had to hand over to one, two or three men to build a pyramid. When you build tall buildings, you have to hand over a lot of control of the entire area. Hmm. Well, that's a little different. I think, I think giving up control to achieve a short term goal because someone has more knowledge than you. I think that, I think that requires a little critical thinking to begin with. You know, you're trusting that you're, using your knowledge to trust this person to lead the team. And the building's not going to fall over. Yeah. And that's why you're, and that's why you're on the show. That's why a lot of people become witches because mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you, you're going to pay me. You're going to tell me what to do. Something I know how to do. You want me to put this ratchet, you put that nut, put a bolt on the other side and do it a hundred times. I am not going to give you a moment's thought on that. I'll do it. Hmm. I mean, and that's really what's so been so powerful about civilization and cooperation. The problem is once we fulfill that role and how greedy the people are on top of us and how much we're willing to fight back, hmm, we fight back. I mean, we're fighting back now um, is the important part. I mean, we have to, to want any happiness. But what do you do with that happiness? Well, we're part of the entertainment in the world. I tell people this. All right. Um for entertainment purposes only. Well, <laughs> and I'm telling you, next year, the, the number one word you're going to hear is day trading. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk has been pushing it out. Marketing is going to get majorly changed into the idea of the attention is the asset. Not just the numbers, attention. How much attention can we all hold of each other to do things? That is the new economic fuel. Prediction number three, hmm. attention is the asset. Day trading attention. Hmm? Um, uh, I really do think that's a critical part of, of the future. Um, and now we have this sort of new wild society. Um, oh, they're saying, Jan uh, is saying that I, 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 a teacher, uh, a chemistry teacher, who they very much like, um, still has it. So, folks, there's chat rooms in the 10 and the uh, 13 places we are today. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and it'll be later on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Because we're a growing transmitter and network, something that I predicted two years ago we would become. and would become a very part of it. 
people ask me, somebody asked me today, where do I get my numbers? I said, I, I don't, they're instinctual. I'm an observer. Hmm? And then I, the very people who are defending the right of the old number of oh, people. Okay. I jumped into a new conversation. I believe the numbers around our community are not good numbers. We really don't know how many pagans, witches, Wiccans, magic users, cultists, you know, and these sort of things. We have a better grasp for the new age um, on that. We get, you know, we definitely have a, a new age um, idea of what those numbers are because they're more critical, but we don't, we don't have a clue, not a really good clue. Right. And everybody's defending a Pew report from 2014. They're defending all these sort of models that are just not good. I say, okay, I'll accept your numbers. Fine. I'm saying we're going to double our numbers. We're going to get another million people in to 2 million. All of a sudden is, where do you get your numbers at? Where did you come up with that? <laughs> Absolutely turn on the thing. Realizing he says, I said, I didn't. This is what I believe. This is a prediction. And they wanted to know my models and where do I get that information from? And and that I'm wrong. You're like, oh yeah, okay. Well, I, I, you know, anecdotally, Ed, I absolutely 100% agree with you. I hear from people every day who tell me that this is new to them and they've just found this path and they're so excited to be here. They're or they were on this path a while back and now they're they're back mm-hmm. on it again. And and it, I do feel you know, again, only anecdotally, I do feel that there are more and more people coming into this. You know, I started a podcast in February and the outpouring of people who are looking for community has been amazing, you know, a little overwhelming. It's everyone is searching for that community. And I think that what we need is to somehow count all of us. We do need to count us. We do need to know some concrete numbers so that we can get respect in places. I mean, not that Parliament's not giving it to us, but you had trouble with them in the past oh. trying to to tell them the numbers that we had and prove those numbers. I don't think we can even get on uh, like the census of um, religions in the United States. There is no such thing. It's like 327. There is one. Um, there's a couple, not on the U.S. census, but the there Pew is a, a religious census. We yeah, came in the last um, one. We came in 0.3 percent of the population. And they, right. and, and they and, combined us with pagans and Wiccans. They combined both of those together. Right. And and so I think there's a lack of understanding. The the article by the, um, uh, it was in the Atlantic that just oh, came out. Oh, Rab- Rabbi Wolf. Okay, let's talk about that. People <laughs> probably want to do this. <laughs> there's a lack of understanding. I mean, he's a perfect classic case of not knowing or understanding lie. anything That's about an out, lie. Right. On his part. You don't think he knows. Oh, you think so? Come on. He's a Harvard Divinity chaplain where Byron Ballard, uh, Drake Spaeth, and tons of our people, Starhawk, have spoken before them. There is a Harvard pagan group, right? He is a major scholar in interfaith. He knew exactly what it is. And um, I want to thank John Halston for pointing out he plagiarized an 86-year-old speech. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew, you know, he's trying to say, oh, I didn't understand it. No, no, no. He knew exactly what it is. If you got into his record, he is a, uh, what they call a Corthodox, which means he's technically a, a conservative Jew that is acting more and more Orthodox. He's, uh, oh, yeah. And he's very in, t- in tune with the right wing positions. 
My bet- Oh, I can tell. The betrayal here was the Atlantic allowing it through. I mean, I'm going to tell you, I don't know why the Atlantic let it through. But no, this man knew exactly what he did and why he said it. He used it. Pagan is godless. He wants to bring it into this fight. It's a positioning paper. Oh, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm what? I don't think he expected the, I don't know if he expected the backlash or maybe he did. Maybe he was looking mm-hmm. for it to get his own attention. I'm not sure. But I think it's pieces like that because we're not counted mm-hmm. because we don't have more of a national presence. Why, why hasn't an opinion piece of ours, our side been in the Atlantic? You know, why, where is our next op-ed? Um, we don't deserve, we, we need the numbers. We I don't think. deserve it. Okay. Not yet. Maybe. No, no, no. There's a simple rule in media. Um, I'll give it close. So we want to stay upbeat. We don't want to lose our audience tonight. People are joining in. They could be anywhere tonight. We want to thank you for being here. But we, we, how many, how many of the Atlantic subscribers are there that are pagan that would pull their subscription? I don't know. I do. Very, very few. Right. right. Um, we can't. That's worth saying. Secondly. How much advertising has a pagan or a pagan base or a p- business that even touches paganism bought from the Atlantic? Good point. Probably none. None. Mm-hmm. And we're so, and how big of a voice can we make that would actually hurt them? Pretty much none. Right. We didn't hurt them this time. We made that magazine be noticed more. Hmm? Right. Um, we just gave them free advertising. And I think that's because we don't organize. We haven't had any type of organization other than when we get offended or outraged. I, I think this was a better organization than I've seen. This was Byron Blale had sparked it. I amplified it. Lawrence Lerner got involved. It started structuring. Holly Moore came out. Uh, Jason Mankey came out. This was a wonderfully organic, in my opinion, mm-hmm. a very uh, organic um, kind of presentation. And I think it was beautiful. I, to I think this was well. I can. I'm so impressed by the community. I've never seen something mm-hmm. so wonderfully beautiful. At the end of this year, we took the Mercury retrograde and rammed it right up that rabbi's commentary. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it may have amplified his position, but I think it also amplified us in a very, very good way, mm-hmm. in a very positive way. And and yeah, yeah. I, no, go ahead. no, you're right. And I want to say this while I'm doing this. Uh, Christine is saying more and more people commenting on the pentacle ring and sharing their pagan beliefs. Absolutely. I think that's absolutely true. More and more people are comfortable wearing mm-hmm. it and comfortable coming out and having that. Whereas we didn't in the past. It, it's been, I know people when I first you know, started on this path that would not, they absolutely refused to wear anything that would identify them as pagan. So that's definitely a positive change. And we're going to do this. We are introducing our next uh, speaker of the night. Come welcome joining us. All right. Don can pronounce it. Sid, where? Sid, how, how do you pronounce it? Uh, so, Kierwek. Okay. I'm, Okay, I have, that's going to take some work. I'm, I'm gonna, no, I'm not even going to try. Right. Uh, right. Happy New Year's, guys. I'm leaving for a bit. Okay, great. Bye-bye. Sure. Wait, Bye. before you leave, one last thing. So before anyone leaves, what is the blessing you're looking for next year? Blessing, I would like to be more financially independent. There you go. 
Hey, all and so mode it be. So mode it be. Right. Talk to you later, Jason. Talk to you later. There you go. Well, welcome and uh, welcome to our show. Welcome to this. This is our prediction show. Uh, and I, before we get you started, we're going to ask you right away: What is the number one thing you you were grateful for this year? Yeah. So, um. I would have to say that my biggest appreciation for this year would be the ability to have kept a roof over mine and mine's head. Um, that that's, that was a big worry of mine at one point uh, earlier on this year, and a big blessing came came to me right at the, the perfect time that I needed it. And uh, so, yeah, that, that was definitely the biggest blessing of mine that and something that I can carry on into next year as well. Wonderful. And so the first thing is, what is your first prediction for 2024? Yeah. So uh, I've actually been thinking about this for at least the last month now. Um, I've noticed that since 2019, about mid to late 2019, uh, that's when people started coming into their their own, uh, starting their own internal internal quest. Uh, throughout, see, we're coming up on four year, four and a half years now. Uh, I see that people have established uh, themselves uh, spiritually, internally, and now with all that's really happened this year. Um, People cementing themselves in 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 their beliefs, their stances. Spiritually, now this in 2024, people are going to start doing so within our physical realm. Uh, they're going to start standing up for themselves more, uh, standing up for their beliefs more, speaking out more. Uh, that that's more of what I see. Terrific! That well done. And so. Um... So let's get on to it. You did something, I think, that lifted a lot of hearts unexpectedly. It lifted mine. Um, and a lot, a lot of people around me were like, they, they were both shocked and impressed. I want to thank you. I received Scroll of Knowledge from the Sacred Path Tradition Seminary. I got that right. Yes? Uh, Sacred Path Pagans, yes. Um, so we, over the last couple of years now, uh, we've actually opened it up to the public. We offer uh, various recognitions. Um, it originally started with something just inside of our own organization, uh, but we realized that there's a lot more people who do a lot of things than just inside of our own internal group. So uh, two years ago, we opened it up to the public. And what we do is two months previous to December, um, we open up a form to the entire public. Like it's not just particular individuals who are allowed to fill out this form. We literally share it to the entire public to nominate individuals for particular recognition. Um, and yeah, this last year we really, it wasn't a big thing, which, you know, that's okay. That's perfectly fine. Um, this year when it, it seemed to have gotten a little bit more traction, um, yeah, I, 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 I would have never imagined the, the impact, 
especially just two years into the public uh, that that it has made. Like it it literally touched my heart. <laughs> That's wonderful. It's it certainly touched our heart, and uh, it was very unexpected, which which was the best part. Yeah, and I, I now this. Oh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I'm sorry. So could you tell us a little bit more about the um, the award that that was given? Um, or yeah, so because I'm not familiar. I'm not very familiar with this. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. So the the one that Ed received was the Scroll of Knowledge, and that is actually awarded through our seminary, Pagan Path Seminary, uh, to individuals who put a emphasis uh, or even just work with other educational organizations uh, within uh, Pagan guidelines. Uh, there's a lot of Christians, or not even, not just to pinpoint them, but they are a larger one. Uh, there are other organizations out there who have their own religious educational institutions uh, or other organizations that help out a type of educational institution that are religiously oriented. And we don't really have anything like that. And one thing that I've noticed and many other people noticed as well is that Ed does aid in pagan education, not just for the Karelian tradition, not just for witch school, but for a variety of, of pagan organizations. Uh, and so he, he definitely deserved that award. Um, Mary, um, let me pull it back up. Uh, And is, I believe it was the Mary of Wisdom. Definitely want to get my now information is, right. Oh, I'm so sorry. Now you mentioned that this is something that that your organization votes on and and distributes these awards. That's or the public votes on it. Uh, so the. The recognition form uh, is open to the public. Uh, then we do have a group of five individuals who uh, search through and kind of feel like who's done the most, what seems to have had the most impact. And that's where the, the final recognition comes in. Oh, very cool. Oh, okay. Uh, so Miss Mary Hawk was awarded the Sting of Wisdom um which represents uh which represents knowledge uh power and authority being used wisely uh she, she being weekly as far as i'm aware uh here on uh the the lives uh granting advice being through spirit um she's done multiple uh uh streams regarding particular forms of justice mm. uh, and and she she's never spoken out of turn from what we've been told uh, she, she really does use her words and, and energy wisely uh, and so she was awarded that as well okay, she, nice. she really Very does cool. Now, if somebody wanted to check that out for next year or, and, and are you do that yearly? Yes. Yep. Um, where would they, 
Where would they find that? Yeah, so like, do you have a website? You can go to the Sacred Shield website. That's sacredshield.life. Uh, so, and then in the, let's pull this back up here so I can guide everybody to the right location. Okay, so up in the top, there's going to be a section, the about section. And when you hover over that, there's going to be the recognitions. If you click on that, it's going to pull up the ones that have been publicly awarded uh, last year as well as this year. We've already gone ahead and put those up. Um, and then there's also going to be a hyperlink with the application. Um, that hyperlink is no good at this current time. It's still up there. We're going to go ahead and remove that. Um, but we open applications or the, the forms around salad. Very good. I think, you know, having awards like that for kind of goes along Reverend Don with what we were just talking about a little mm -hmm. bit with having more recognition and more community, Absolutely. Uh, more things that can bring us all together. I think having things like, like that, that where we can recognize each other and, and recognize good things that people are doing in the greater community I think that'll go a long way toward towards really helping to bring us all together. I, I think that's so I, very I think true. Very cool. And and you know, for people who who do work in the community, being recognized—I mean, they don't do it so that they'll be recognized, but being recognized is always um, a little demonstration that what they're doing matters, that that mm -hmm. people are affected by it, that it's helping their lives. And, you know, sometimes depending, depending what the person is doing, it may be the only real evidence they get of, of how, they're, how they're really helping people. Because, you know, if you're doing like a podcast or something, depending on, on how much of an interaction you have with your audience, you may or may not know how people react right. to it. Um, there are people who have far more impact than they realize. And, of course, there are also people who have less impact than they think. But, uh, <laughs> but we're speaking more about the first group. That's very true. So jumping in here, the next thing that's coming up in our community, I think is going to be really kind of important. It's called the Witchies. Hmm? Yes. Ah, and yet another award. Yeah, eh? and What's the Witchies? The Witchies is uh, ran by the Modern Witch Univer University, Devin Hunter, uh, a group of people out of that. Uh, Matt R., some of these, uh, the authors, the writers, they up in the... Um, I think California and Northwest part of the United States, that's part of the United States. They've been doing it for years. They do a podcast called Modern Witch and a couple of others. Jason Mankey is a part of it. And they've been doing it four or five years and they asked for a large number of nominations, mostly looking at what is in the immediate last year. Some other things, but mostly in the immediate last year. And this is the first year we actually, as a group, actually had things to nominate that were ours. We have been participating. And so... Tomorrow or maybe in the next day, they're going to bring out a list of people who have been nominated that they've accepted. You've gone, they've asked for nominations. Um, we've asked for a bunch of them ourselves, and then they'll put it up. And if, when they put it up, you have twenty days of voting. Oh wow! And it's a great way for okay. the community to participate in that sort of actions. I think that's a great piece. Hmm? Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Again, it's a good way for people to get recognition that might not otherwise. Exactly. You know, and that's always a nice boost. Everything that increases recognition, I think, helps to build the community. Mm -hmm. and, right. and also helps to build positive feeling in the community. I, I agree with that. And the music awards have shown us that. A couple of other things have shown that. All right. So mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you for, put on your thinking caps here. 
and ask what is the most incredible thing you can think about happening in the future. Like people say, oh, it can't happen type of thing. But do you think you think it's in possible? the future or in the next year? In the future, next year, qu- relatively short distance. Hmm? Hmm. Most incredible. Hmm. That's that's a big that's a big ask there, Ed. That's not an easy answer. I will give you the one that I'm thinking about. We're going to see start seeing flash drives carrying around libraries. Hmm. Well, I mean, don't we already kind of do that? And that's what I'm talking about. But Library of Congress size libraries. Mm. I'm talking about hundred thousand book libraries. Hmm. Not only are we going to be carrying 100,000 book libraries around on a flash drive, but we're going to have AI-powered personal assistants that will be able to find us anything. We can describe anything, any type of author, any type of subject, any Mm -hmm. type of, you just give them a phrase, you know, something you remember from a book, and it'll help you find books to go through that. I can see that. That's fast, too. How about you, Don? Or sit there, you can go jump jump in front of Don if you want. Pregnant boss. I, I was going to say, uh, okay. for the metaphysical slash pagan community to focus on our commonalities and the th- things that could bring us together rather than the things that keep us apart. That'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And again, mm-hmm. talking about awards like this is one of the ways to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, Maureen saying that for the pagan temples to return, mm-hmm. I do think we're going to see kind of along with what you were saying, Ed, about having more people, another million or two million pagans. I think we will see more established, more festivals, more established groves, circles, churches. I think there'll be more. I, I have something to say about that. If, if, if this really does come to pass the way it is, where we made our mistake before, we've made we've we actually have had a, a wave that we projected of a hundred thousand, and we were d- absolutely correct. Hmm? And we saw that. But last but not least, yeah. So uh, I'm actually kind of piggybacking off of what Reverend Don had said because uh, that was the first thing that popped into my mind was true community. Um, one of my favorite quotes, I use it on my Facebook, I use it on my personal website, is there's more that connects us than what divides us. And being able to have a true pagan, witchy community uh, without recognizing any sort of boundaries or or differences, uh, that is what I would like to see. Like, I, I understand that, you know, we, we're all, we all have our own tr- uh, particular traditions for a reason. Um, but mm-hmm. when we come together and in our group, those boundaries, those walls need to actually fully come down. That's what I want to see. Um, over the last 20 plus years, yes, we have been getting there. But I'd like to see a bigger step <laughs> I agree. So last time we, I saw a surge like this, I've seen four of them in the community now. And this is the, the largest one yet. I saw it in the 90s where we were doing magazines and radio shows. Everybody said they couldn't be done. They weren't viable. But we had a, a on-the-ground magazine 
And I had a where I started my radio career, Psychic Chicago Radio, radio that gets into your mind. You're referring to Green Egg as the magazine? Or no, 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 no. Ours was called The Roundtable. Yours? Oh, yours. We did yeah. over 100 editions. And there were dozens and dozens of other people all over the country mm-hmm. doing these magazines. In the 80s and the 90s, we were very mag, And that's where Don really got involved. And we did The Roundtable, 100 issues. You know why we stopped? For the Daily Spell, which began again today. Yep. Because we saw another surge that we couldn't get past. We could never supply enough paper. And the mm. attention was to these uh, internet. And we were one of the very first internet magazines. Hmm? Yes, we were. Yeah. And so and then we went into Witch School. And that was that whole surge in the early 2000s. Um, and then we yeah. saw, and we basically grew um, all through that. We've never seen that stop. But then in at the beginning of Facebook era, there was an explosion people didn't see. And that's where the numbers get really, really fuzzy for us. Because what's a real connection? What's a real group member? Whatever. Because we've connected so many more times than people said. And because now the internet has become, and we're starting to sort ourselves out, um, I think that we're now facing, and what has happened at each of these times that we've seen surge? Not enough, not enough teachers. Not enough teachers to take people on. And that they get then they get channeled onto all these different groups. These groups try to get more and more people, and instead of looking outward, they start sheep raiding. That's what we call it. You know, I hate to say it, but we want to take the members from the coven next to us, and that got to be put on a national level. But at the same time, we saw so many people shedding away into the nons that because we didn't have anybody to serve them. This time, we have to be ready to serve them. We have to connect them. And now we have all these different patches. Hmm? I think that's a very valid point. It's the connection that people are looking for. They're looking for teachers. They're looking for connections and community. And if they don't find it, that that's where it's going to run into a wall. That's where we're going to fizzle out if we don't if we don't make those connections or help people find teachers that they need. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about your past, Don. Let's take you back, back, back to your first <laughs> magazine. Oh, we my. love Hecate. Yes, the Wheel of Hecate. And when back they in were, the 1980s. Yeah, it was in four issues, right? There were four issues, yes. And there's a fifth one that never got put out. Yeah, the, the fifth one is sitting in a box, I believe, in my storage space. At, mm-hmm. Well, no, I think it's here in the office, actually. Mm-hmm. The lost issue. The lost issue. The, the issue on sexuality. Yeah. With, with, What'd you put that in the closet for? Um, my mother died. <laughs> and I, I oh, ended up I'm in mourning. And... Um, by the time I came out of mourning, everything had changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we had some great articles for that issue. We had, had we always had articles from Paul Barrel, from Grey Cat. Uh, we had articles from Silver Ravenwolf, who had only just become Silver Ravenwolf at that time. Previously, she'd been Silver Raven or Ravenwolf, depending on whether you were talking about the writer or the artist. We had uh, we had a lot of interesting things that unfortunately never got published. But you also had the Wiccan Pagan Press Alliance. Yes. Hmm? Yeah, there was the Wiccan Pagan Press Alliance, which um, became big around, was founded around that time, became big for quite a while. And and many different uh, Mm -hmm. magazines were part of that. And it was an attempt to try to unify the efforts of the the pagan press, which was a, a significant force at that time. Today, it's barely remembered that it was there. But it was the internet of the day. 
And if you got copies of those magazines, preserve them. They're, they have value. Yeah. They'll be in more and more in the future. Uh, I used to, uh, well, I did a special a little or very early this year called My Career in Pagan Adventures Journalism, in, I think it was. Yes. yes. Uh, in which we talked about a lot of those old magazines. I mean, I, I went through decades one by one and talked about how things had changed um, and showed some of the old artwork that I used to do because I was doing artwork for do like that. 90 different magazines back in the 80s. Um, and that was certainly not all the magazines that were publishing. But because uh, I, I, I couldn't extend to do all the magazines that were publishing, nor did all of them use artwork, mm -hmm. um, which is what I was mostly doing. Right. But uh, what was interesting to my mind, um, in some ways, we had a somewhat more diverse community, at least mm -hmm. in, in some of its voices then than 10 years later. There came to be a lot of emphasis on trying um, to have a more uniform outlook, which I don't think helped anyone. Okay, so we're going to go on. This is New Year's Eve, 2024, eight years. Tomorrow is actually one day, the first seven days of the, of the numerology. Actually, the first uh, uh, nine of them are all single digit. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So it's a sequence, which means it's supposed to flow in numerology. Anything we imagine and, and out there. So if you could grant somebody else's wish for the new year, what type of wish would you want to grant? Ooh, if I could grant somebody's wish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hmm. Wow. Well, let's see. Whose wish would I want to grant? And what would I want to grant them? That's a pretty heady power there. I'm starting to feel like Glinda the Good Witch over here. Like, <laughs> we, 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 we still have not held a court on if Glinda's a good witch or not. Great <laughs> is that up for debate? Yeah, for I can debate. see where that would be up There's for debate. Up yeah. For debate. She brought in a young girl that helped her lead a house to kill a, a kill a witch. So she strapped some shoes on her feet that she could not get off against her will. Yeah, I'm thinking that that's pretty She hid the fact that she could have gone home at any time she chose to. And then without telling her that part, tell you part, told her that and part. ended up her discrediting the wizard as well as the death of her fellow witch. Are these the yeah. actions of, 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 of a good witch try to save Oz or a master hey. manipulator? She's pretty. <laughs> she was only doing it for the good of the kingdom. There you go. That's obviously, if, since she's pretty, mm -hmm. she couldn't be bad. What are you thinking? In the words of, of the song, she was popular. <laughs> there you go. She's the she's the popular. So, she's the popular and we're going to give Christine Higginbotham the first answer to this question. We you know if you could grant a wish for others, you know, for someone else, what type of wish would you want to do? And she said, "My wish for the near future it would be just as easy to find a pagan temple as a Christian church." Yes, preach it. Yeah, I love that's that. right. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. All right, are, are you guys ready to try this? All right. I'm okay, ready. good. Go. Mostly ready. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Someone else go first. I got to think for a minute. Glenda over here needs some time. So I'll grant you my wish. I wish that everyone takes command of their AIs. Take command of your AIs. I hope, oh, I wish everybody 
can take control of their own AIs. They're cheap. They're free. This is a land grab. This is the 1949 gold rush. We can name it all the different things it is, but it's that moment. Hmm? Mm. Like that. You know, I think I'm going to go back to when I first said that, uh, you know, taking control of imposter syndrome mm-hmm. was a big one for me this yeah. year. So I think I'm going to say that that my wish for other people is that, you know, that they can really find the strength to do things badly, find the strength to get up and do it anyways, get dirty, get messy. Don't be afraid to do it badly. Get out and just do it. So that's my my wish for people. Mm-hmm. You'll find the spark and the strength to just do it. Just do it badly and have fun with it. That's it. That's great. I'm, I'm... <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, so be. Linda has spoken. Yeah. There you go. You're pretty. <laughs> <laughs> it works. See, I'm not evil. I'm not evil. See? There you go. There you go. I'm just going to keep saying that. <laughs> uh, okay, Sadir. So I, I have my camera off. I was away for a moment when you had asked the question. Could you repeat it? So it's it a very me? simple. If you, if you could grant, you know, you have the power of a wish. to grant the wish of someone else or someone else. Who, what would the wish you'd want to grant be? Hmm? See, and you're pretty too, so it can't be evil. That's right. There you go. Well, what you... <laughs> Yeah. You want? Uh, um, well, here's, I'll give you a second to think. Out, Don. Why don't you go ahead? I think I, I would say to be able to express for for people to be able to express their personal message within the community in positive ways, particularly through through things like artwork and music, mm. original artwork and music, in the, in the manner of the <laughs> Goddess Two Thousand project. Mm. Hmm. like that. Art in all of its forms, whatever form that takes. I like it. I know art is one of those things that stands up through generations. Uh, Sometimes it long outlasts the movement that gave birth to it. Um, And sometimes it keeps movements alive. If we look at at Art Nouveau and uh, artists like Mucha, their artwork is is still widely admired um but no one would describe themselves as being being part of the art nouveau movement today um but it keeps their ideals and and their conceptions alive and in people's minds to some extent um and has um has has more than once brought some of those ideals back into common usage so artwork, artwork and music are both very powerful tools that are often ignored. Okay, that's a good wish. Thank you. So when, when I hear the term wish, you know, my, my mind kind of jumps back to the childhood fairy tales. And I immediately think of uh, wishing for, for one's heart's desire. However, then my mind starts to think, well, sometimes our heart's desire is not always what's best for us. So I think mine would be granting 
the wishes that the universe knows is good for for the individual who is who is making that wish. I like that. I like that. Like a wish that your higher self can grant for the greatest good. I I, I, I like, like that, that too. Um, most people in the real so for me wish magic and I, I I do very much mean it. There you go. Um, of course, while this is out, there was a mention of the fact that you are beautiful, not pretty. Thank you. Thank I, you. I believe you can be both, but I, I that we we but that I understand what they mean. Um, they didn't. They didn't. Nobody ratified this fact that uh, Sidir uh, is also pretty, um, as we mentioned in this. Um, no one mentioned your comments of your looks, Don. So, Cherry uh, Duggan. Uh, Gene Griffin, is he, is this, will they show this? No, they will not show a GIF. If you send a GIF in the chat, they will not let me put it on the air. All right, and this is I'm late to the party. Well, welcome anyway. Uh, brilliant idea. Welcome, Fire Snake. Yeah, there you go. Pretty is for rookies. Okay, <laughs> there we go. All right, so All right. there you go. So I have I have just two more questions in my quiver, uh, but people can ask anything you want and everything else. So if 2024 is about attention, right, how far should do you think you're willing to go and should the community be willing to go to get attention? Oh, yeah, this is why I'm well, Don can tell you. you can do, do it. <laughs> this is why you're Ed. Uh, you, how do you phrase it? Yeah. The distinct points you do about the questions ever asked the questions that no one wants to be told or uh, heard. The most dangerous man in radio, yeah. actually, been called the most dangerous man in radio, yes, or, or dangerous man in, pink, in the community. Um, well, you, you do have that tendency to to enjoy barbecuing the sacred cows, <laughs> but I, I I don't mean to. Okay, well, we'll talk about Dharma burgers later at another time <laughs> later this year. Um. But I do think that the, we're hearing more and more about attention. You know, how do we handle it? Why did the rabbi happen? Well, we had enough attention. People, he, he really didn't think we were paying attention. No. He didn't, he didn't consider us a big enough force. Even if we did a few pisses, a few people in the basement. A lot of these guys think we're just in the basement, in their living rooms, not rebuilding our houses. See, I, it used to be. And I, I, let me tell you, I no longer accept this idea. We started in our basements. I was one of the most powerful temple, and Donna Cole dedicated her basement to her temple, just as anyone else would. Called Temple Sacred Stones. That's where I got my gardenerian training. Very proud of it. Uh, very distinct. Today, people aren't just buying houses to put temples in, a temple room in. They're you know, Rain Packery puts a library, and when she got a new house, she got a whole temple room. <coughs> What you're seeing now, uh, I think what now we're starting to see, finally, is churches and houses together. Just like it always has been historically for churches. Mm. Churches were not the corner built. The idea of a commercial church where it sits on the corner of the building only existed in towns and places where there was plenty of outside housing that the preacher could go into. Usually that preacher worked in the jobs. But in the Catholic model, which took over the world, there was always a parish house attached to a church. Hmm? Mm -hmm. 
And we tend to look at the Baptist and the Scientologists and Joel Oystein in his uh, 40,000 seated ritual space. I want to get one of those, put a crystal in every seat, get ourselves going, right? No. That would be fun to do once or twice, but I would not want to pay the cost of that. No. no. Uh-huh. But no, if I could go to Red Red Canyon to get everybody to carry a crystal rod to do something around a big thing, mm. I would love to have these big events. So I'm not against the big events, or believe not, we can't find value in that large size, or even in the ownership of the property. I mean, we, we have every right to do that as well. Mm-hmm. It is this singular idea of you know of what we're doing. How you know what do we want to build our attention to? You know, do we want those types of structures? Do we want more festivals? Number one thing we did right, festivals. Mm-hmm. We actually ended up with real property under real pagan hands and building a real pagan town. Wisteria, which is, you know, Wisteria's got actual people living there and talking about expanding it. Um, we've got, you know, Gaia uh, Retreat Center, which is, you know, held, holds big events. And the event that held, it, it originally held to build it passed away, but the land is still there. Yep. Heartland, you know, Heartland you know, Spirit Gathering paid for it. And, and, and even though that passed from the, uh, from, from the world, the land is still there. So we, we saw attention in land. What's next? What do we want attention to? And that's my question. What is it that you would like to have attention to that you think would bring better? You know, what would you like to see attention to? Uh, would help you. I mean, be, let's be selfish. We can be selfish about this. It can help you, help your community, help the larger community, anything that you want to do. Hmm? I think more events. I think more community events. I think more. I mean, you, you, you talked slightly jokingly about the the large Joel Osteen type church and and okay that's a little ridiculous but I do think from some of these larger centralized structures say circle sanctuary or something that's well known and, and bigger and established from these if we give attention to them maybe we could start to get more grassroots things going because it that's what people need is they need connection they need some way to connect with each other other than just online you know, these online workshops and classes and circles are wonderful. And I think that they're filling a very big need. But everybody really wants to do something personal in their town. And if we if we had some way to have bigger organizations that could then kind of hive off, much like Coven Systems did in the past, mm-hmm. you know, hive off with smaller groups in different places, maybe by having these larger central ones, we could have more of the smaller smaller groups in more diverse places. I don't know. That's but good. More groups, you don't have to say- more festivals, more ideas, right. more 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 in-person connections and opportunities for connection. We're being very and- bold. So yes, we, we yes, this is the only thing you should do. Hmm? And here we go. Uh, there you go. And Christine points out one, one of one of the best <laughs> one of the best events, the St. Louis Pagan Picnic, which is of course where we met Christine and have, have met her many times. Oh, it has m- number one uh, festival we've taped. Yep, wonderful, wonderful event and a wonderful model. And um, you know, I think mm-hmm. I think the social model is the way for for larger events to follow. That. Um, can cross can can cross all traditions can cross all different backgrounds because it's not dealing um it's not dealing with that it's it's dealing with our social identity 
with bringing many groups together in one place in, in a kind of a low pressure um, situation. I think that probably um, is the most hopeful way to, to build larger events. I think that, and if I'm jumping on anyone, just stop me. I tend to talk a lot. We but want you to. You're, you're there. Throw elbows. Come on. When when I was coming, when I was learning, uh, I started out as a solitary, as, as many of us did, you know, in the in the 80s and 90s. Then I moved to to central New York, southern tier of New York. And there I accidentally ran into the most amazing group of pagans I have ever met in my life. And I want to recreate that. Everyone needs to have that. What it it was a group of diverse people, different covens, family traditions, mm. solitaires, every different type of witch, pagan, heathen you could imagine. Mm. And we would get together on every Sabbath. We would get together every different people would call the rituals. We would get together on land that was owned by one of um, you know, someone who was part of the group. And we would experience different rituals and different uh, weekend, you know, intensives. And it was absolutely amazing. There was such a wide variety of people to learn from and to, to work with. And they would go home and do their own circles and things by themselves. But we would come together mm -hmm. as a community eight times a year. And, and unfortunately, it, it was awesome. It was it was the best. And I don't think I appreciated it as much when I had it because <laughs> I guess I thought it was going to be more common. I thought that that was something, I mean, I just stumbled upon mm. it. This must be everywhere and it's not, oh, no. and it should be, you know, we, we, I don't know what magic was there to allow us all to come together like that. And what was willingness? Maybe. Maybe. You know, when I, when I became involved <laughs> with the Northeast Florida Pagan Leadership Coalition, my, my advice to them, based on my experiences with the Chicago Pagan Leadership Coalition, was that those who want to work together should. And those who don't want to work together should not. That if you bring together the ones who want to, to have community, who want to work together, uh, you're going to have far better results. And there are, in every community, people who do want to do that. Mm -hmm. But what happens is that there are also often people who, for whatever reason, don't want to do that. Maybe they're afraid of the competition. Maybe they can't stand other points of view. Mm -hmm. um, but they, they will often work very strongly against it. And what you have to do is you have to bring, bring the ones who are willing together and be prepared to... to um, to stay together, even if there's opposition from those who don't want to see people working together. Mm -hmm. There needs to be a core, at least, of people, you know, leading yeah. people who can can show by example that we can all work together, mm -hmm. possibly. I'm, I'm not sure. And but they need to have thick skin. I, I miss that kind of connection. Yeah, thick skin for sure. Um, so I have a statement to this. I have now looking and says, I don't care about the no's. If you tell me no, right, and I think you mean it, I'll, I'll leave you alone. If you know, and maybe I'll give you one try at it, but I don't that. I'm only looking for yeses. I only look for yeses. If you say no, I believe you, and I let you go ahead and, and there. I just told somebody the other day on my own page. They were, like, arguing with me over this. And it says, well, it was about the uh, the idea of, uh, of needing more education, more of a central community through a directory. And I'm talking connected 
not unified. He's trying to argue, oh, you just want to unify. No, I just want to connect you. Um, and because there's a very big power in networking, you know, if I can create a system that is like maybe pagan bias, so the numbers are not pagan bias, but a telephone has no politics. Communication line has no authority. A communication line has no innate ability to command anything. It simply exists, like our cell phone numbers, like our connections here on Restream, as a way to reach somebody that is going to either help you in some way or give you some information or maybe has something that, that you need or want or maybe they have something, you have something they want. It, the pipes are dumb. People don't understand. The, the, the pipes of the world, the internet is dumb. It's intentionally and purposely dumb. It has no opinion. It has no authority. Right? It's mm-hmm. only the uh, device at the end, the website, the service, whatever, and you. And so the more ways we have these connections, the more ways we can serve each other, but the pipes won't try to get us to do anything. Yeah. And that's what I want to build. I want to build these powerful pipes that move across the world. That's my goal for 2024 is to build connections. And everybody goes, you want to unify the world. Only in the idea that, like, we're all serving today. And I know at least two of us, I don't think you two have met before. Uh, right? And now here we are talking to the world from one to many in this idea of social transmission. Social transmission now has come of age. There's going to be so many pagan television stations. There's going to be so many Wiccan television stations. There's going to be so many LGBTQ television stations. Just like cable, you go through it all night long looking for everything from the sales channel to the porn channel to eventually what? Food Network. And these are powerful things. They may sound silly, but somebody's going to win that most attention. And we're now. Well, it's not silly. It's just we are all going to end up at the Food Network. That's the point. Right. <laughs> That's where we all end and up. And the right? Cookie Channel is the enemy. And they thought they were going to come right. up there. They, they competed for years. Um, and then they brought in the Iron Chef show from Japan. That was it. Food Network won. Yep. Winner. Anytime you have competition, when we have competitive pagan game shows, I guarantee you'll see more people watching it. And people are going to, we're going to head there. The only thing we haven't figured out in the community, we have more television stations coming on this year. We had two, arguably, two years ago. Now we have five or six, plus others using other resources um, coming on. Hmm? Well, with YouTube and TikTok, we have, you know, I can think of, of three very prominent witches on YouTube who essentially have their own television channels Absolutely. that are reaching... Uh, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people and doing a beautiful job at it. You know, I think they're, yeah. they're doing a great job already with, with what we have, not necessarily a TV channel, but it's pretty close. Oh, it's all, oh, it's pretty, all close. pretty close. And that's what, it, and that's what I mean by we have to get connected. Hmm? Uh, that's what I'm saying. That's the difference between connection, which is my goal this year. I want to connect a million pagans this year versus the idea of uni- unity, you know, I don't want to, I don't, you know, there's no value in unifying you guys. It makes you one big single target, and that's truth. I'd rather keep everybody decentralized. Um, at the end of the day, that's going to save us all. All right, so I think uh, let's go ahead and begin wrapping this up. <coughs> 
We talked about blessings. We've talked about predictions. We talked about the fantastic. We talked about the mundane. Right. So, so what is? I think the last prediction is a very small prediction, right? Or maybe blessing or whatever you want to call it. But what do you think people can can do themselves, just themselves, this year to make not a resolution, not a you know habit or anything else? I mean, it can be. But what is it that they can do for themselves to make New Year's Day and every day after better? Mm. Again, geez. Well, I, I, well, I've got top-notch people. There you go. Yes, you can go, Cedar. So, I, I, something I've noticed from the outside or looking uh looking outwards um but it could also be like an internal thing as well because it's something that i have been uh working on myself is the setting and sticking to boundaries right um we we make these these boundaries for a particular reason um it, it's not to to cut something or somebody off, but it, it's just to, to make our, our lives uh, more sane, uh, e easier to, to walk, uh, especially because uh, the, our, our paths are difficult enough already. Um, what, what sticking, we'll just, just leave it at, at, at that, sticking to our boundaries. Um, when we are able to do so, we will be able to, to much more easily find our inner peace. And, and I think that individuals who, who uh, are strong enough to, or have been strong enough to create those boundaries um, can also find the strength to stick to them. That's a good one. You know, boundaries can be very difficult. And so having, you know, I think paying attention to them, you know, um, New Year's is a lot about intention setting. And if you, I don't know, just kind of pay attention to setting those boundaries and have that as something that you're putting your attention towards, I think that can really help because sometimes I forget. Like, in, you know, you get involved in something and, and sometimes those boundaries can get fuzzy maybe and, and slip a little bit. But, you know, if you put more intention to that and really, you know, focus on it, I think that can be very helpful for a lot of people. So I, I know that's something I have trouble with personally and it's just like anything else that we work to create it's not something that's going to happen immediately um it is going to take time it is going to take work um but through that time and through that work that that's something that becomes our a more foundation foundational mm -hmm. yeah i think that um doing something intentionally every day, you know, an intentional act, if, if it's in the morning, in the evening, but for me, that's been something, excuse me, this past year that has been really good for myself and my practice has been being very intentional with, with something. For me, it, it's been a, a morning routine, a morning ritual that I do try to do every day and put it and be as intentional as I can with it. And, and so I think, being more 
being more intentional with my actions, finding particularly if I can one thing a day to really focus on, slow down and pay attention to um, for myself. I want to try and continue that for this next year. It's just being much more intentional with myself and with the things I choose to do. I think I, I would say being clear on, on what people really want. People mm-hmm. often think they want one thing when, when um, unconsciously, they sometimes want something very different. So I think bringing their conscious and unconscious together to be clear on what they truly want to avoid the crossed wires that we sometimes end up with uh, would be a very positive thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll give my last one. My Mine? Um, I'm going to tell everybody it's the acceleration of the acceleration. Um, everything's about to move a lot faster than you think. And if I've trained anything, those people don't realize it. I know some of the leaders of some of these big, big corporations. I trained with them. I did everything. But my religion always got in the way of me making money. I did everything that I did. I did it for my faith, my practices. And I walked away from being right a lot. And I'm not going to complain about it, but Don can advocate for this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but I would, I would do my faith and my faith would always crumble. The, the people around me would crumble. And we saw that in 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause not because we did anything wrong. Byron Ballard explained it really well to me. We followed a traditional pattern, which was a pyramid, a tower. And towers aren't holding anymore. So anyone who builds in a tower, yeah. Tower Time by Byron Belder, you know, listen to the last week's show if you haven't heard it. Um, and so, so I'm in a really aggressive, accelerative mode. I know that I've panned for gold before. I've won some of it. Largest tradition in the world. You did a lot of it. But I'm telling you, nothing has ever, I've never faced anything in my life which means no one other human being in their lives to face what's about to happen. And I'm going to be extremely accelerative and um, I'll probably step on a few toes. And you guys are a part of it. I mean, you guys are all doing what I call the disruptive processes, the moonshots, you know, podcasts, a seminary, a licensed seminary. You know, can you talk to me a minute for about that? That's an extreme achievement this year that people aren't talking about. Your licensed seminary for your state, accredited. I mean, which school is this? You know, there's license, but you're an accredited seminary, right? No. Um, so religious schools in the state of Florida, uh, because we don't have a, uh, a, a board, um, an accreditation board, excuse me, like, uh, like there is for the Christian schools here in Florida, um, we are not actually accredited. What we do have is a letter of exemption from the state of Florida okay. Commission of Independent Education. Uh, what that does is it allows us to legally provide uh, degrees as long as they do have a religious modifier. Um, this is actually our third year that, that we've had it, yeah. Um, it, it is an extreme accomplishment. Um, that is a great accomplishment. That's amazing. Congratulations. That's, that's fantastic. So, folks, this is it. Um, I want to any, give each of you a last word. Uh, let's see if I can do it. No, I'm not even going to try. Layla. <laughs> uh, Layla. <laughs> Layla. 
Yes. Well, happy New Year's, everyone. Happy 2024. I hope all of you have a joyous, adventurous, wonderful year filled with magic and love. And, you know, may at least one of your wishes come true, if not more. Cedar? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Cedar? Well, uh, first off, thank you uh, for this spontaneous uh, 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 bringing me on to today's show. Uh, it was definitely a joy. Everybody, I hope you have a fantastic and safe New Year's. May you and yours be joyfully and prosperously blessed. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. A happy New Year, everyone. And uh, ride the dragon. Yeah. Wow, right. You, that is it. Coming, yes. Coming 2010, 2024. Um, so let's take a few minutes for ourselves. Yes. Uh, those were lovely guests. Yes, they were. Spontaneous, energetic, and I, 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 you know, you know me, I love to have the, the, the surprise. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about us. Our teams, our ideas, Enter the Dragon. Mm -hmm. um, I saw somebody just put that in there. Yes. Um, Joanne. Joanne, there we go. Um, and let's go ahead and talk about this really With quick. With a cute little dragon emoji. Yeah, I love that. And Happy New Year, everyone. This is it. This is the last statement. So let's ask the big final question of the year. Where is your health at? I think everyone wants to know. Why don't you just go ahead and give us that answer? Hmm? I know you didn't expect that. Again, hard question. Well, it's 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 certainly better than it was. Um, late last year, I got some new medicine that that has been very helpful. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm still 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 not entirely sure what the future holds, but I'm going forward, and I seem to be going forward um, steadily. So I'll take that for now. Good. And I figure, and so what's your next project out? Uh, Reverend Don's Book of Astrology. I'm noticing that you're bringing out books a little bit quicker. There, is there a reason for it or is it just simply time or is this what you promised in retirement? Well, it's kind of, that, that, that probably is the closest to it. Mm -hmm. um, it it's an aspect of... Um, Having retired from the more active parts of some of my positions, I have a little bit more time to do that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. and of course, we also just brought out 40 spells to better magic. Uh, before that, the Corellian Book of the Dead, Travel Magic. We brought out a number of books this year. And really quick in the new year, we're going to be talking more about those books. We're going to need... You, today, this year is the reality show, the Beast, but... Um, let me go ahead and be honest with you guys. I think this is the year for the reality show. I, mm -hmm. I don't think people understand how independent I've become. And, you know, they're used to me and you being a team, mm -hmm. but we're not the team we were. Not we're we're, no. we're completely restructured. Hmm? Yeah, you have a team to support you, and you're still doing the Corellian publishing and the Corellian books and everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, you're but people don't realize you're not taking an act, and you're you're on the air every day. Yeah. I mean, you're being incredibly supportive. You're an editor position. But you, you know, people have been saying, oh, isn't Don, in, in, you know, people are asking, isn't Don in charge or involved? No, this is really scary for me, folks. <laughs> uh, but no, Don is really is not making those decisions anymore. They're not making the choices. Mm -hmm. 
And people have always gone with this strange idea of, you know, Swami Ed and Zombie Don. Okay, let's take Don out of the picture. What am I going to do? Uh, I think I'm going to surprise Don how bold I'm getting. But um, I think the biggest, most important event of the year, by far, you can talk about later in the year for October, December, but the biggest one for this year, before Halloween, is the Corellian Lustration. Yes. Why is it the biggest going to be one of the biggest magical events you've ever seen? Well, from a Corellian point of view, it's the first double investiture in 45 years. Mm-hmm. And a, a major changeover of energy. Investiture. What do you mean? Most of our people aren't going to understand it. And they've been <laughs> on for a while and they're tired. Um, well, the, 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 the seating, the, the investing of the new first priesthood, Lord Phoenix and Lady Alyssa. And it will be happening at the same time, which has only happened once before in Corellian history. And that was 45 years ago, Lady Crystal and myself. Mm-hmm. And Lady Crystal and I are still retired in office. We're still there. But Lord Phoenix and Lady Alyssa have been confirmed by the Witan, so they are fully fully seated also as first priesthood. And they are the active first priesthood. It will be a, a major change and a major event. Well, if you don't get the transfer of energy, it really has a lesser effect, doesn't it? Exactly. Um, I will that, argue that's, that's what makes the ceremony important. It is a transfer of energy. A big transfer of energy. Mm-hmm. I'm looking One of the things more. that's been very very hopeful is to see the extent to which we'll call it the egregore of Mm -hmm. um of the office has has already reached out to them Mm -hmm. um but the investiture is is the official linking to that Mm -hmm. and um yeah it's a thing it makes a difference so i think it does too so find out more about it Don will be talking about it on the midday show and everything else. Oh, yes. But this is the reality show. Me and you could stay on here for another seven hours if we chose to. We could. Or we can go ahead and turn off and say, decide to come back in an hour, a week, or a month. Not only that, but we can put people on here 24 hours. Mm. I don't think people understand how incredibly important this moment is. If you're still listening and Jeannie Griffin and everything else, understand, I believe that we have reached the beginning of the singularity. We're on the edge of the event horizon known as the singularity. And I think we're ready for it. We're right for it. And, uh, and that's it. That's what we're doing. I'm accelerating the acceleration. I've said this before, Mm. but me being independent, I'm just clergy number four. And, and really the Corellian tradition is now taken over by its own members, by its own students. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, the, new, the new first priesthood basically grew up in the tradition. Isn't that amazing? It is. And the legal structure was, went, went across and everything has been beautiful. Now we do this investiture. Largest amount of jewelry you're ever going to see. You're going to be seeing so much magic. I mean, I Spring Mysteries is one of those beautiful, beautiful sets. And I think anyone who can get out to the ATC's uh, Spring Mysteries should. Mm-hmm. But you can only come to the investiture once. That's true. This is a unique event and a unique energy point. I'm so excited about it. It just turns me on. The, the last thing like this was 45 years ago. And 
even between those events, there, there, there is considerable difference. And so by the next time something like this happens, it could be 40, 40 years or more. Mm-hmm. And it could also be very different at that point. So this, this is a, 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 a one-time event in the way that it will be. And let me offer another thing that's going to happen there. And I'm hoping that it does happen. Is I'm bringing the stones from the Parliament of the World Religions to the illustration. Yay. And those stones were in ritual. And we yes, scattered. And, and, and Lori did something that was very symbolic of what was about to happen. She scattered amethyst everywhere. Yes. Quite accidental, intentional. Depends on how you believe my magic works. <laughs> and, and, and between now and then, we're going to absorb the energy across America. Uh, one of the earliest reports when we captured the energy of the lunar eclipse, the solar eclipse, uh, in what was it, 93? Mm-hmm. And Danville, even a reporter came out. There's going to be some energy. It might have been 92, but it was 92, there about. There about. America is about to be sliced in half by a solar eclipse. Yep. And where are you going to be with the crystal web? We're going to take those energy, the day of stones, all those stones, and we're going to get, we're going to absorb a lot more energy. Before yes. we head into it. I'm so excited about the amount of energy we're bringing in through the crystal web. To the, the crystal web is one of the most amazing psychic engines ever built. And most people have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, the many ways it can be used. So this is where I have, to, I have to live my life. My, my best bro tech life, I guess you call it. Because I am the bro tech of psychic services. I know it. I have networked it. I put, I put it together. The Crystal Web. You, you know, I've had a lot of great people mm-hmm. help me. Nobody builds anything without a team. That's true. But fuck the world. They require us to have like a face. Hmm? Mm-hmm. And most people don't realize as much of a face as I am in the pagan community. Mm-hmm. I'm not that big a face. I'm known to the leadership. Mm-hmm. You're more likely to know somebody I helped than me. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to talk about the cumulative effect of how many pagans I've got attention to, how many of them gotten into radio, how many offshoots of radio, television now that's happening, how much I've inspired, that's a huge number. I know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's really difficult for me to have to be okay. Ed, you're it. You got to yeah. tell us what to do because no one else understands this. I got told that today by uh, Kat. She said, <laughs> I am on G- uh, your genius and it is scary. You know, it is scary mm. about it. You do see things differently from all other people. I, I do. And that's what we all do. But we, um, okay, yeah. But that's true. I just happen to have it trained on the pagan community. Yes. That's it. I'm not theology, not philosophy, any of that. So in this new year, I want to offer you a wish, Don. Okay. Um, and I really want to see you reconcile your life now to who you are. You're a professor now. You're going to be a teacher now. Mm-hmm. You're going to be more in common with swamis than you do with the other uh, pagan leaders. I suppose that's true. You know what I'm saying, Neo? The Swamis have lots of people teaching. You've you've given birth to an incredible tradition, incredible people, incredible ideas. 
And even if they even break away and do other things or they scatter, that seed is still there. And it keeps growing, keeps germinating. You've spent, you've created seed all over the world. No, and that's true. And that seed has created seed. And in the Philippines, that seed has created seed. <laughs> oh, I yes. Mean, I mean, you've got generations of creation that you've developed. Mm-hmm. And you have generations of leadership that's been thoroughly tested. Yeah. So I hope my my wish for you this year, my hope for you this year, is to reconciliate that individual you're becoming mm-hmm. from that who you were. Thank you. It's I will Jan- accept that. Janice, forward and backward. Yeah. And um, so... For my audience, I want to give this wish to you guys this year. I want you to have it more than anyone. And it is join into Pagan World. Don't join into Pagan World. I don't really care. But find more people to connect to. It is going to be desperately, desperately important um, that you're connected to at least a few people. (coughs) Of course, I cough in the middle of this. But I mean this. Mm-hmm. You need to connect with somebody. Try to join one of Byron Ballard's groups if you connect with her. Selena Fox. Out there. Um, I think Joe Frost is really good, who's the you know, Temple of Search. Don Lewis is good. Uh, listen, uh, Kemp, Maxim Kemp, Phoenix. Um, Going out to uh, Belladonna and Brenna and Grace and Dusty and all them out there. Sid went down in Florida. Uh, D down in uh, Florida. There's hundreds of people, thousands of people that you can connect to directly, even if you don't work with us. But we've got to get connected and connected fast. And that's my wish for you, that you get connected and feel more community. And for me, you guys don't already realize it, but I'm about to create, oh, the technology I'm about to bring online for people. When have I not brought you the future? That's true. What does What is my magic? I love the future. And with that, I want you, Don, to give us the final blessing for the night, and off we go. Divine Mother Goddess, Divine Father God, beloved ancestors, we thank you for all that you do for us in our lives, and we thank you for all that you have brought to us in year 23, for the lessons, for the joy, even for the pain, for these all are part of life. We ask you to help us now to carry forward the good things that we have gained and learned and leave behind us all that is not helpful as we move into the new year and help us to achieve our goals in the new year and to have happy and joyful lives. Beloved Mother Goddess, beloved Father God, beloved ancestors, we thank you with great love and respect and knowing you are always with us, but from respect, we thank you for your presence and may be blessed now and always. And we will be back soon on Pagan World TV, Pagan World Radio, and Pagan World, the project that's going to change everything. Blessed be. Blessed be.